welcome back to an- another episode of Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul Houdin, joined again with our executive director, Eric Vasquez. And uh, man, it's been crazy uh, coming back. We are now in September of 2021, and school's back in session, kids are coming to school, and it's just been kind of crazy to see um, what's been going on. And I really want to just jump in and talk about the effects of COVID on our kids that we're seeing on campus, um, and just the the goods and the bads and the struggles that and issues that teachers, schools, and just youth workers are facing now. Um, Eric, if you want to kind of just start us off with what you've been seeing, and then I'll love to jump in and share some stuff myself as well. Yeah, I think. Um, what's up, everybody? Um, thanks for listening. But I think. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is just like how socially and emotionally these kids are disadvantaged because of the pandemic and the isolation that was happening in that season. You know, coming back, we heard, we were hearing reports of an increase of uh, violent acts on campus. So there's been a handful of fights, like a string of them. There's like some racial tensions that are happening on the north side of our city. And then I think yesterday, Paul and I, we, we were at a, you and I, Paul, were at a, a school, continuation school in San Gabriel. And this, like, we were attempting to talk to all these kids and they were literally, like, staring at their phones. And not that that's new, but it was, like, an extreme um, expression of this. Like, they made zero eye contact. We were even talking with the teachers And they were just sharing how kids aren't talking to each other in classes and how they really are struggling to make emotional connections with these students. And because of that, you know, their learning suffers um, or I'll just say their person suffers. So those are just some things I mean, but but you and I, Paul, we talked about this when when we were deep in the pandemic. We knew this was going to happen, man. We like not that we were the only ones that predicted, but. We knew that this was going to happen. We knew our work was going to be valuable right now in this season. Yeah, the social emotional issues that they had before COVID were just expedited because of being isolated for a year and a half. Um, I just remember that I had this boy I, I, I was speaking to, worked with him in middle school. He's now in high school, and he was like, "Man, Paul, like, it's weird." Um, I was like, "What's weird, man?" He's like. Every day before school, I feel like it's not nerves. And I was like, is it anxiety? He's like, yeah, I think it's anxiety. But, you know, before school, I have to throw up. Um, and so I was like, yeah, how often does it happen? He's like, dude, every day. So every day before school, this kid is feeling so anxious that he has to throw up before attending school. And he's one of many kids. I had another student, first day of school, text me, and she was like, I ain't effing doing this. I can't do this. Um, and, like, I just had to talk her down off the ledge. And it's like, hey, man, like, this is your first day back in, like, a year and a half. Like, let's take our time. It's going to be okay. Um, and just, yeah, man, these kids, like, the, the struggles and the issues that they're facing, like, it's just exploding. And they don't know how to express it. And that is the scary thing because I think, as Eric, you kind of mentioned, their way of expressing it is through violence and anger and they um not express it in a very healthy manner um so i i guess um a question eric what what are some things um youth workers teachers people could be doing to better 
um, express and help these kids that are struggling in these aspects, especially social emotionally, connecting with others. What what would you suggest? What are some tips that you would give? Yeah, it's kind of like some training framework that I give to all educators when I have the opportunity. The first thing I'd say is call it out. Um, you know, talk about it. Make sure that kids are aware that you're aware that this is hard for them. And then the next thing I'd say, buckle up for a slow journey forward. Make sure you also articulate that to your, your small community of students that, hey, we're going to work on this over time. And I'm going to be patient with you and you're going to be patient with me, but we're going to strive for a community, a culture of community in this environment. And then I think um, having daily circles and check-ins, like it can be done. I've seen it in the best of classrooms when there's restorative practices that are happening. People are circling up daily, making those connections. And when you start that, uh, start your day with that, the whole class, you know, instructional time, goes over so much better. Um, so I feel like those are just some simple tips. Um, and I think, you know, for educators and youth workers to not take a disconnection um, barrier, like not take it personally, yeah. you know, that that's important. I, that's yeah. something that's hard because what you're trying so you know, so much to connect to this child and you're going above and beyond and you're making sacrifices like and then there's no response on their end, you know, so that could be a little difficult. It could be personal. You could take it that way and then it just disrupts um, or interrupts all the other good, you know, um, goals you may have relationally with these beautiful kids. So, yeah, that's just some recommendation. Yeah. And I just. Um, something else to think about is like there, there's an age gap, right? The older you are, the less you've been accustomed to being on technology. And for a lot of these youth, like that's their life is all on the phone, all through technology. And during COVID, they doubled down on it. Um, so one, they've already been disconnected before, and you know, staring, using their phones, using electronic devices. Now it's just an extreme. So I, I definitely agree with what you said. Just take it one day at a time. Take it slow, um, you know ask them to put it away for like a couple minutes, have a conversation, build in. Um, I know yesterday at one of the school sites we were visiting, um, one of the teachers was doing a circle and just asking questions and getting to hear that. And then I was at another school and um, a teacher asked the question of, you know, what's going on in the world today? And 90% of the kids wrote down COVID and people are dying. And then I asked the I asked the question, like, how many of you are afraid of that? And half the class raised their hand. They were afraid that they would get it, that they will pass it to someone, and they or someone in their family will die. And they're just in this fear. And I think what we could do as youth workers and as a society is just love on them, pour into them truth, right? You know, people get sick, but not everyone dies. You know, we're here for you. We could talk about it. Like, it, and it's not something to be 100% afraid of. Like, we would wear our masks. We will do our precautions, what we can to provide. And we want to lead and, and care for these kids. And I think that's the big thing is, and, you know, be vulnerable about, about it yourself. Like, a lot of adults are feeling some anxiety and stress here. And share what you're doing for self-care. And I think the next conversation is self-care. Um, you know, as... As adults, we need to be teaching the kids on how to release the stress and the anxiety. And I know Eric, 
this season coming up is a big season for you because you, you've been taking a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and you're taking a big self-care and um, a sabbatical. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that, what, you, what you're doing to try to pour back into yourself and to heal? Yeah, I know that, um, you know, after all these years doing this work, I've never really taken a long, you know, extended break or leave. And it's that season and time for me. I just, coming out of COVID, you know, we lost so many young people. The, the total is now up to 17 in a year and a half. And that was really hard because I knew every single one of them personally and didn't have a chance to really process that. And then, you know, just all these years of just running, um, I want to practice what I preach. I want to be a good leader. I want to be balanced and I want to rest. And I think, you know, we see even in youth workers' lives coming out of COVID, they're burned out, they're tired, they've had to pivot often and be ready for like anything. And it's been exhausting. So yes, I'm taking eight weeks, man. <laughs> um, many people that I know say, that's nothing, bro. You should have taken three months if I was on your, you know, but to me, it's a long time because it's the first time I've done it. I'm nervous about it, but I'm also very hopeful. And I know that while I'm away, I'm going to get healthy completely. Um, not that I'm not healthy, all right? Don't get it twisted. But completely in the sense where I could be my best version of myself for my team, for my city, for the youth that I work with. Um, and, and I, yeah, I, I just want to embody the values that we say we live with, right? Mm -hmm. This is this is going to be good because, like, Paul and I, we're pretty good. We're self-care buddies, you know? <laughs> we'll take, like, we'll go to a spa day and, like, you know, we'll do things that are refilling for us. We'll go get a massage. This this dude's, like, this fool's right in the same room high-fiving me. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing, Paul? Stay on your side, dude. But, um, you know, we, we do self-care, but there is a time and place where you're deeply immersed in trauma-filled environments that that, that secondhand trauma, that compassion fatigue that weariness is real so i think we're doing a good job here at justice for youth to train folks to do the, these things but now you know um i'm taking a big leap of faith and, and stepping into this so yeah yeah no that's good erica and i think for those youth workers those people out there um definitely you know if you need someone to bounce ideas of how to connect and how to um, do self-care, we're here for you. You know, reach out to us. Ask us these questions. That's what we're here for. We're here to support not just youth, but youth workers and, and, and people out there. And then for your, your youth out there, if you're struggling with, you know, anxiety, depression, um, you know, stress, that's what we're here for. Reach out. Talk to um, a healthy adult in your life, a teacher, a mentor that can pour some life into you. Um, that's what we're here for. We're here to care for you and support you. Um, and if you don't know where to reach us and find us, you know, you can leave a review, a comment on um, any platform that you hear this podcast, or you could even reach out on our social media. It's just us for youth um, on all platforms. And our website is just us for youth.org or ju4y.org. Um, and that's what we're here for. We're here to care for you, important to you. And, you know, we check in, we do these podcasts once a month. So, you know, come in next month, ready to hear what we're pouring into and talking about next. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening for this month. Take care, and we'll check, you, check in with you guys next month. Have a good day. Bye.